Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. We're glad that you are on this Thursday, May 12th edition. It is May 12th. (laughs) Sometimes you, you get lost where you are. On the Mississippi network of stations all across the state of Mississippi or online, wherever you might be joining us. I'm Kelly Sander in the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg, along with Will the Thrill Tony. He's pushing all the right buttons today. And our guest, Derek Gwynn, will be joining us momentarily. John Stewart, men's track coach, will be on the program in the second segment today as the Golden Eagles get ready for the conference championships this weekend in San Antonio. Coach Stewart will be joining us from San Antonio. But first things first, this segment brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit in Hattiesburg. Made locally but loved everywhere. It doesn't matter whether you've got a small event or a big event. They can cater uh, any type of event that you might have. And always willing to help out Southern Miss when they can. Great food, delicious, and it's smoked seven days a week. Dickie's Barbecue Pit near Cloverleaf Mall in Hattiesburg or in a town near you. All right, let's get to it. The all-time biggest crowd to ever witness a baseball game at Pete Taylor Park last night. In fact, so crowded that some people that got there late really could not find a place to sit. Uh, Golden Eagle fans disappointed with the outcome with a 4-1 Ole Miss victory over the Eagles. With the loss, Southern Miss drops the RPI to 26. All right, but let's let's look at some of the most important numbers, particularly the last four games. When it comes to offensive output for Southern Miss, five hits last night is all the Eagles could generate. On Sunday, against ODU, they amassed seven hits. Backing up to Friday, to Saturday, rather. Five hits. Friday night, in a loss to ODU, seven hits. So it's clear that the Southern Miss team not hitting the ball all that well. A couple of other numbers that jump out. The Eagles... One for 13 with runners on base last night. One for 13. And more importantly, 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position, or RISP, as they like to call it. 0 for 6. Runners being left on base, getting to be a glaring problem for Southern Miss. The Eagles not coming up with big hits. But let's not panic just yet. Here to join us to talk about it is writer with the Mississippi Sports Magazine, Derek Gwynn. He's also been a contributing writer for Stadium Sports, which is now part of the Barstool family. He covered Southern Miss baseball, was obviously at the game last night, affectionately known to his fans as D-Rock and on his social media accounts. So, D-Rock, are you, are you ready to jump <laughs> off the bridge yet? Or just tell me some of the things that jump out to you as you witnessed the game last night. Well, thank you, one, for, thank you for having me on, Kelly, and, and uh, my man over there punching the buttons. That's what Appreciate we do. it. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody told me this morning, hey, Derek, the sun came up. And that's, that's true. 
because I was ready to jump off the bridge last night. You know, I was. I'm that fan that that I don't believe that we should ever lose at Pete Taylor Park, no matter who they are: Ole Miss, State, La Tech, Southeast Louisiana. Should never lose baseball at home. So, what did I take away from last night? We left ten on base. We just didn't look good. They looked flat. The team looked like they just didn't really want to be there, which I know that's not true. This is just from a fan looking from the outside. Now, one of the things that people have been talking about is, and Scott Barry's mentioned it on, on our Monday afternoon discussions with him on the Eagle Hour, is that now the analytics of baseball, and I, and I want to ask you about the validity of this argument, sure. that, that the, the analytics of baseball now, people are figuring out how to play the Southern Miss hitters. Case in point, Saturday, in a loss to ODU, the Eagles hit the ball on the screws. Man, they hit it hard, but it was always right to somebody. The Monarchs seemed to know exactly where to be standing when the Eagles put the ball in play. How much validity is there to that argument, D-Rock, that now the analytics are catching up with Southern Miss and teams are figuring out that they're a good team and are taking extra precautions to figure out how to stymie this Southern Miss offense? Well, I think for ODU, um, I think that they talked a lot to other coaches and other teams. Now, you got to remember, Southern Miss it has been without, you know, Reese Ewan. The, the lineup, Coach Bear has been trying to, you know, mix around and move some people up, like last night, Peyto, because he had a terrible weekend at ODU. He's in the A spot, you know, and uh, I think that you're right it, to some certain degree, but, you know, the hitters have got to also figure out the pitching coming to them, too. It's a, it's a two-way street on that. It's always been said that good pitching beats good hitting every day, right? You've been in baseball all the time. You've always right. heard that statement. But then again, you flip that script. If you're a really good hitter and you understand pitching and you've done your homework, you should be able to hit just about any pitcher that comes up there. And let's, let's use Gabe, for example. Montenegro. Gabe, Gabe should be able to – I mean, he's been here six years. The, any ball thrown to him should look like a beach ball coming to him. I mean, he's seen every single pitch and that anybody could throw, but he can't hit a changeup to save his life. And that's what they've been throwing a lot to Gabe. He still makes contact, but it's not going into right field or anything like that. All right, so now when you look at this RPI, and look, please understand, there's lots of baseball left to play, including an upstart UT San Antonio Roadrunner team coming in this weekend. Now, UT San Antonio doesn't even have a radio broadcast. Correct. Did, did you hear me, <laughs> fans? I didn't know that. UT yeah. San Antonio doesn't even have a radio broadcast. Some of, their, some of their home games are broadcast on a local radio station. Un- unbelievable that a D1 program is where they are baseball-wise at UTSA. But nonetheless... They're playing good baseball they are. right now, and the Eagles will be at home, won't have to go to the birdbath. They'll be at, at Pete Taylor Park this weekend, and then the Eagles will finish the regular season at Middle Tennessee, which, oh, by the way, is also playing pretty good A baseball right now. Yep, they're only up. So there's still pretty good, pretty good amount of baseball left to be played, Derek. Is this a slump, or what now, when you literally – Almost double dip your RPI rating with one loss. Well, Southern Miss can, now down to 26 in the RPI. They can turn that back around if they take 
what we were talking about earlier. They need to take two out of three from UTSA, but they can't lose two. Being up two in the conference, you can't turn around and lose two out of three. So the pressure's on them. The pressure's huge on them, and with six games left, they need to win five out of six, and they need to make it to the conference championship, in my opinion, to host. If they don't do that, I think they're they're number two seed going somewhere else. Which the logical then follow-up question is how can one game, because yesterday when we were at Midtown at the Southern Bancor offices as part of their community day celebration, we were talking about the Eagles hosting a regional, of course, then perhaps a, a super regional, and now after one loss we're talking about the Eagles not hosting Correct. And being a number two seed Correct. somewhere. And I, and I saw him as a number two seed in Gainesville. They also have Florida now moving up into the host position all of a sudden. So, you know, Kelly, I, everybody goes, well, it's baseball. No, it, it is in a way, but it's, it's, it's between the ears. It really is. I play baseball. It, it is between the ears. And once these kids – got to remember, they're, they're 20-year-olds, and once they get that philosophy that, you know, oh, my gosh, I can't hit the ball, stuff like that. So what do you do there? How do you, who's, who's responsible for that? Coach Barry? Coach Oz? Coach Creel? Ultimately, the players Correct. are responsible for that. So you think they're going to have to win five out of six to get back in the hosting discussion? I think they got to win nine games. They gotta, somehow or another, they need to win nine games to host. So... And that includes, obviously, the conference tournament. tournament. Mm. Yeah, which, uh, which, by the way, those general uh, tickets to the general public are on sale now as Southern Miss is going to uh, host the Conference USA Tournament. John Stewart is going to join us, the men's soccer, uh, soccer, the men's track and field coach. They're in San Antonio for the Conference USA Championship this weekend. We are also going to give away, later on in the program, three sets of tickets for weekend games against UTSA. So some uh, people will be very happy that they will get two tickets for Friday night, two tickets for Saturday, and two tickets for Sunday. So if you don't have your tickets yet for that series against UTSA, which is now turning out to be monumental. It's huge. Yeah, monumental. And you never – actually, I would never thought it was going to come down to this because I didn't see us losing two at UAB. I saw us losing a game to ODU. Maybe one game of UAB, but not putting this much pressure on them. Did not see it. And the Roadrunners are in a situation where they come in here behind by two. Right. With a sweep of the Eagles. <laughs> they, which is unthinkable. They would but with a sweep. The, they would win the regular season. By San Antonio. Well, they would have well, the lead going into last weekend. So, as of right now, it's what? Southern Miss up by two. Uh, FAU and La Tech are tied at 15-9 and 15-9. So, they're three games back. A lot of it could get squirrely. A lot could happen. But the Eagles' work is ahead of them. Nose to the grindstone. Don't jump off a bridge. Yeah. This weekend will tell a lot more. Derek Gwynn is going to rejoin us in segment three of the program. But when the Eagle Hour continues, men's track and field coach John Stewart live from San Antonio preparing for the Conference USA Championships this weekend. That's next as the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at Campus Bookmark. Campusbookmark.net is where you can go to shop 24 7. 
uh, all your Southern Miss apparel. Also, now with graduation taking place, is it might be tomorrow. Southern Miss is tomorrow uh, graduation. They've got these really neat things at, at uh, Campus Bookmark where you can uh, put your diploma in in this real protective uh, case type thing that you can actually prove to people that you went to Southern Miss and graduated. You know, from a lot of people can say they went there, but not a whole lot of people can say that they gra- not as many people we should say can say that they graduated from Southern Miss. That's just one of the many offerings at CampusBookmark.net. Anything with a Golden Eagle logo on it, you'll find it there. They're in the big bright yellow building right across from the main entrance to campus. Trust me, even though these are famous last words, you cannot miss the building, Campus Bookmart, and again, 24-7 at campusbookmart.net. We go to the, on the Super Talk Mississippi hotline to San Antonio, Texas, where the Golden Eagles are getting ready for the Conference USA Track and Field Conference Championships this weekend. Joining us there is Coach John Stewart. Coach, good afternoon to you. Hey, how you doing? We're, we're doing great. How's everything in uh, San Antonio? Right now, this is just the calm before the storm. We we flew in yesterday, and now we're we're just kind of hanging out at the hotel. We're going to go practice a little later on this afternoon, and just get a feel for the track. And then uh, everything starts for us tomorrow. So, unlike the basketball team, you actually got to fly the entire distance. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> we flew in. It was it was uh, it, it went pretty smooth. Even though we had a few kids scared to death of flying, they made it on the plane and actually made it out here. So, well, I understand. Uh, I understand that fear of flying. Uh, I certainly do. So you talk about uh, the calm before the storm. You guys are one of the teams to beat this weekend. How do you feel about uh, our guys as they make that effort? Well, you know, it's uh, it's always a mystery. You know, you never know how everybody's going to show up and prepare. It's going to be hotter than the hinges of hell here. Yep. So we're yep. making sure everyone's hydrated and and uh, and healthy and. And, and I think the kids are ready. They're in shape, and they're in, uh, they're in good spirits right now. So I think uh, just we just need to hurry up and get the competition started. So uh, the longer we're here and the longer we're sitting around, the longer the more stale we're getting. So we just need to hurry up. Well, educate the layman that might be listening about how track and field works. We know that in football there's a bowl game at the end of the conference season. We know in basketball that there's an NCAA tournament that you can either earn your way into or get screwed out of, like like Southern Miss has been uh, a couple more than a couple right. times. So, what happens after the conference track and field meet for our athletes? Well, after the conference meet, we have if they if they have run a fast enough time, the top forty eight athletes in the in the East Region, basically from the uh, Mississippi River over from Maine to, to Florida. Uh, the top 48 in each event get to go to the East Region Championships, and that's going to be held in Bloomington, Indiana. Now, they compete over four days in Bloomington, and if they're in the top 12, they get to go to the National Championships. So you have 12 from the East and 12 from the West uh, that compete. Uh, like 1,200-meter runners from the West and 1,200-meter runners from the East will battle it out. And there's 21 events, so... Uh, we just try to get as many kids qualified for the East Region, and and they just go there and and try to try to make it to the national championships. So, in sports terms, this is kind of a whittling down process. Yes, it is. You just kind of whittle it down, and you know the strong will survive. It's head to head competition, so you can't blame it on. Well, we didn't get to play that person, and you know there's nobody you know you know in a studio or in an office somewhere that's that's determining who gets to go or not it's just 
head to head. It's all on the kids. And you talked about this eastern region from Maine to Mississippi. I know that uh, that runners from the University of Maine probably send shivers down your spine, don't they, John? <laughs> I tell you what, you know, surprisingly, they'll have, they'll have some good kids. It, it's funny how you know the athletes just kind of come from all over the place. You know, they'll have they'll be some good kids in cold weather, and you know, majority of them are in the in the hot weather states down south, but. There's always a distance runner or a thrower or something like that that comes from up north, but uh, but you know you get to see all you get to see everybody, so um, it, it, it's kind of exciting. You know, I, I don't know what I don't know what Maine's colors are, or what their mascot is, <laughs> but we'll see somebody there with a, with a big M on their shirt. And and if the if the horse rich strike didn't teach everyone last weekend that on any given day. Anything can happen. You need to revisit that story because just, and this is a different form of racing, right? You're talking about human beings, but anything can happen on any given day. Coach Stewart, when you work with your athletes, you would think, I mean, again, the layperson looking in who knows nothing about track and field would think once you run a certain time, that's going to be about it. I mean, you, you can't, you can't get a whole lot better. Uh, but there's so many other factors, including the heat, including the wind, a lot of other things right. that, that go into how do you generally train athletes to improve their times? Hey, well, just there's so many factors that go into it. There's strength training, there's, uh, there's speed training, there's speed endurance, there's, there's just general endurance. There's so many things that go into it, and we're just kind of working on everything throughout the year. And, you know, we work on it through all the track meets we go to. You know, the, the funny thing about track and field, there is no win-loss record. It's just one big championships at the end of the year. And some kids could be injured, but then they show up all, and they're healthy at the right time of year, and they're feeling good at the right time of year. And, and that's all it takes to, to get a great performance. Um, but there's so many things that go into it. Uh, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's, uh, you know, it would take two or three hours to, to explain it. And really, I could never explain it. Sometimes it's just it's a mental thing. But, um, hey, hey, we just we just get them prepared for this one big meet every single year. And it takes all year long to do that. Because I've, I've always just wanted, because people say, yeah, I ran my personal best. And I'm saying, well, how is, how is that effort any different? Isn't always your personal best? I mean, you're always out there giving it all that you have and i've just never really understand and and obviously like you said it's complicated but you're going well how can you how can your times vary you know so different when it's the same person running the same distance it's a fascinating science but i want to ask you about the off season and downtime when do your track and field you and your assistants when are you guys out looking for athletes what is your recruiting period we we really we're wide open almost all year long okay we have a a very uh, a, a small dead period in around Christmas, and then we have a you know a quiet period around uh, the first of school, like August, the first two weeks in August, and that's about it. Other than that, we're always always looking for kids, and you know it's sometimes it's just you know you're scouring the internet all the time looking for kids that have run fast or who won this race or who won the state championship, and then a lot of it is just us going out to see them. Um, and just finding kids, just finding those diamonds in the rough. And there's a lot of those in Mississippi, but you got to go out and see them. And, and I was you got to go out and see them. Yeah, and I was just gonna, who they are. Just going to ask that about the state of Mississippi because football fans and baseball fans will always say, "Well, I wish we had more Mississippi kids," you know, which is getting to be more and more the case on the campus at Southern Miss. But how are, right. at, generally speaking, how are the high schools doing at getting high school runners ready for the collegiate game? 
Well, they, they, some states do a great job. Mississippi does a pretty good job. Um, you know, we still, meet, we still need more real track coaches around the state uh, instead of just the football coaches just collecting the stipend and things like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's some good athletes here. And, and really, hey, I don't mind if they're not really ready. We'll get them ready. Right. We know how to coach them. We know what to do. We just need to find them. And, uh, and and try to convince them to come to school. A lot of times, we spend a lot of time, we, we find kids and we get all excited about it and they find out that uh, they already signed football somewhere. So that happens a great, a great deal, whether it's throwers or, or sprinters. But, um, you know, you just got to go out and find kids. That's all it is. You got to beat down doors and, and we're still beating down doors, you know. Uh, you know, you, you're making phone calls and if they don't want to talk to you, you make them talk to you. So, um that's just how it is. got to be persistent. Well, we will be looking to, to see how well the team does this weekend in San Antonio. And, of course, you guys are no secret anymore. I'm saying your, your track and field program at Southern Miss now uh, making nationwide headlines with some of the successes you're having here. Nobody could be prouder than those of us here uh, on the Eagle Hour, and we wish you nothing but the best. And we'll let everybody know on uh, Monday's show when we recap the things that happened over the weekend as to how the Eagles do. Good luck, Coach Stewart. We're with you guys Great. all the way. Thank you so much. All right. John Stewart, the men's track and field coach at uh, Southern Miss, are getting ready for, as we mentioned, the conference uh, championships this weekend in San Antonio. And by the way, we were talking about the University of Maine. They are the Black Bears. You knew that? Did you? Yeah. Okay. And, and what, okay, what would, here's your other quiz question about the University of Maine. We'll put Will and okay. Derek on this. What, what is their most, uh, what sport? Are they best at consistently? Lacrosse. Chess. Chess? Wilson. Chess? I, I said did, chess. I didn't know that was a sport. L- I didn't it's either. a game. La- lacrosse is my guess. Okay. Both. Okay. Both of you are wrong. They are in national power. Wait, with it. Ice hockey. Oh, ice hockey. Uh, that makes well, sense. Okay. That would make sense. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. The main, that's our. But for, I think they do have a lacrosse team, though. I'm sure they. Pro- I'm sure they probably <laughs> do. But but chess. Ice hockey is. I was going to go with chess. It's you're saying it's cold I, and I, they can't I'm, get outside. So well, there's that, and, and Northerners like to think they're smart, and chess is a thinking, thinking hey, man's game. So if huh? you two don't behave, I'm going to turn this car around <laughs> right now. Give me the keys. Let me drive this thing. All right. When we come back, Derek. Eric Gwynn will rejoin us. We'll continue to talk Southern Miss baseball. Get ready for the UT San Antonio series this weekend. We're also going to give some tickets away. If you don't have any for this weekend for UTSA, this is your lucky day. We're going to give some of those away in the third segment of the Eagle Hour. That's coming up after these commercial messages. Southern Miss to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. And yes, those of you that know me know that I like to hang out at 4th Street Bar and Grill. There's no law against it. (laughs) They encourage it. (laughs) They they particularly... They, partic- yeah. they have yeah, particularly they encouraged me to be there because they know how much I enjoy the nine ninety five plate lunches and uh, complete array of adult beverages. And, of course, all the TV screens are going on, always the biggest sporting events. 
Southern Miss games, obviously. And a lot of the students, uh, this is graduation week, so a lot of the students are out. They're uh, pre-gaming at 4th Street Bar and Grill. So some of the older folks like kind of hanging out with the younger kids. The younger kids like hearing the old Southern Miss stories, and they get – the older the person gets, the more grandiose the Southern stories. Correct. So Marshant <laughs> was in last night. I saw his picture. Marshant Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, he did a, a picture with his picture at Fourth Street. Oh, so neat. Kind of looks hasn't insane. changed. Yeah, I was going to say he hasn't <laughs> hasn't changed a whole lot. Yeah. So thanks to uh, Slade and everybody at Fourth Street Bar and Grill for their support of the Eagle Hour. Kelly Santer along with Will the Thrill Tony and. Uh, Derek Gwynn here in the Southern Bank Corp studios in Hattiesburg. Derek Gwynn, a writer for Mississippi Sports Magazine, former writer with Stadium Sports, now part of the Barstool family, covering Southern Miss. And as we continue to talk about the Golden Eagles baseball team, D, I want to ask you, you know, part of one of one of the dilemmas that people in media have is everybody always, you know, well, always is a strong word, but a lot of people will say, oh, you guys always jump on the negative. You're right. always so negative. Do you, what what has Southern Miss done to you? What you know? Why do you hate the Eagles? The fact of the matter is, we don't. But how do you? Let, let's talk about that aspect that goes along with the job and how you personally deal with it when you know that's not the case. Correct. And you want as much as anybody Correct. for the Eagles to flourish. Absolutely. So when I was writing and everything, I would always do a positive, negative, positive. So I would bring out a positive first and put the negative, but nobody seemed to ever read the positive. <laughs> right, right. They always read the negative. Right. So I would get phone calls or something to my email or something like that and say, you know, if you, can't, if you don't have anything nice to say about Southern Miss, and please don't say it at all. And it's the same thing in the games, just like last night. I was bringing out some points that were going on. People were like, if you don't have anything nice to say – Quit being negative. Negative is a bad thing. It wasn't really being negative. I was just pointing facts out. And and then let me follow that up with and that word fact is very important because it is not us. I don't know anybody in the media that has ever said, I am going to print or say <laughs> right. something negative. I am going to say something positive. Well, at this point, and you've worked in media for a long time, and we all have. But our job is to present the entire story. story. It's, it's not to be a fan. You're, you're employed to tell the story. And, and it is, let me assert that it is the listener or the viewer that decides what is positive right. and what is negative. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. The very same things that you're saying or that, that Southern Miss fans might be saying that you're saying is negative. Correct. If, if you're a fan of Ole Miss... You said, right. "Oh, that's positive." Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you so, that script. Yeah, you know. it it just it just doesn't make any sense, but but you know, even though even on that back back in our days, let's go back to our WDAM days and stuff like that. You know, you know when you went and talked to the coaches and everything, and then they see your story that night on TV, and then you go back out there and cover them again, there'd be a lot of times they wouldn't even talk to you cuz they were like, "Oh, you did you put all the you put all the negative stuff on there. You didn't say anything positive, there wasn't anything positive in that story." And I said, Coach, I just put on there what you told me. You're, I asked a question. You answered it. I made the story. And, and when you mentioned Southern Miss got five hits last night. Correct. Seven hits the game before. Mm-hmm. Five the game before that. Seven before that. Now, I'm guessing that a lot of people are going to say, well, you're accentuating the negative. No, I'm not accentuating no, no, anything. No. I'm simply telling you what happened. This is what happened. Yeah, yeah you can decide. You know, and again, if you're an ODU fan, you're saying, man, that's great. 
You know, that yeah, Southern right. Miss. Mm-hmm. You know, ODU lost last night. Five nothing to William Mary. So they got beat by two two people. William and Mary, yeah, right? <laughs> Beat a whole team right. of. All right, so so enough of enough of the the game of covering right. sports. Okay, so here's the question today, D Rock, that ever that a lot of Eagle fans are asking: Is it time to be really uncomfortable and nervous as to where this team is right now? Especially when Scott Berry was saying that that since Reese Ewing has been out of the lineup, the chemistry is just a, a little off. He said in post game last night, and I'm not, I can't quote quote. This is just, I'm going to paraphrase as best I can. But he said that he was extremely disappointed in our hitting last night, that that was not how he thought we were going to come out last night. So, with that being said, and then Dustin Dixon also talked in the post game, and Dustin Flout said, he goes, We cannot get the hit in the clutch. He goes, I have myself to blame as well. I, he didn't have a clutch hit on Saturday. When they had the one out with the runners on, and then he missed it last night as well. I mean, we had two runners on in the ninth. He did have he did go two for five. Yeah, he is our best hitter right now, but he's not getting the clutch hits. So, I yes, you had, to answer your question is absolutely. I think that if you're a true Southern Miss baseball fan and a true baseball fan, you know how the game of baseball works, and you've got to get positivity. You've got to get something positive has got to happen for this team, and if it's and if I mean, who who have they really beaten big lately? Where's a twelve four win? Where's that eight one win? These five fours, four threes are yeah. But a lot up. of but a lot of those games are, is what you're going to face in the postseason. Right. You would think with the caliber of teams that you're going to see in the postseason, you wouldn't expect an eight one. Right. You'd expect more five threes and five fours. But the bottom line is winning. Well, you got to hit. So too. so with the way with the way the things are going right now. Right. Are we being too Broadway? Are we being too melodramatic when we say that now, this series, this weekend, with UTSA, this is a crucial and potentially turning point in the Southern Miss season if it doesn't go the way Eagle fans and the Eagle team itself would like it to go? Well, you got to put everything in the past now. So that, to me, yes, this, the, the game in front of you is the biggest game, right? So this series is the biggest series because it's, it's to me it's if it's not the one time you use your one time you know that one time that you use I think it's going to use it Friday because they they need to win they they are at that point so the team's got to come together somebody's got to step up but you you also mentioned about how close we've talked about how UTSA can thrust itself mm-hmm. into a number one Correct. spot but you've got La Tech right behind and, and FAU and FAU of course Southern Miss has the tiebreakers tie with both of those schools. So that is certainly good. But this thing, and two weeks ago, there were probably a lot of Southern Miss fans that were thinking by now, the Eagles that have this thing sewn up. Four would be at 40 wins. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that by now it would have been determined. Already conference champions. But now, <laughs> this thing could be absolute jump baseball jambalaya this weekend. Well, and I hate to bring it up, but look at Ole Miss. At one time, they were number one in the nation, you know, and Southern Miss, they got to that number four spot, and everybody in the world was, ooh, look at Southern Miss, look at Southern Miss, and now we're three and five after hitting that number four. But, but, and you know what, what Dr. Phil says, well, no matter what you say, listen to what, when they say but, this is what they really mean afterwards. Right. The Eagles deserve that rating. No, no, I'm not saying they did. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, they, they no, deserve no. that number. No, their RPI and everything yeah. was, was right there where it should be. But what I'm saying is I don't know if the if the kids read too much in social media. 
I, I don't I don't know. If maybe their heads got a little bit too big, but they're not the same team that played Ole Miss and Jackson that played last night. That was not the same team. Fair enough. All right, before we go into this uh, next commercial break, we told you, here's the number to call. Uh, write this number down, 601-264-8910. D-Rock, you're not eligible. 264-8910. And Will the Thrill is going to take the sixth caller, and we've got two tickets for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, a six-ticket package for you for that crucial series with the Golden Eagles against UTSA this weekend. So get on the phones now and call us at 601-264-8910. We will take caller number six, and then we will report back to you on the other side of the commercial break as to who won the tickets. Now, in our final segment, we're going to continue talking a little bit more about Southern Miss and UTSA. But we also mentioned earlier in the show today about Rich Strike and this story, this great story of the 80-to-1 horse, 80-to-1 odds horse, who wasn't even entered to be in the Kentucky Derby and wins it. And its owner said afterwards, you can believe me or not, is what he said, but we're not, meaning he is the owner and the trainer of the horse, we are not going to put the horse in any race where we don't think we can win. But when you win the Kentucky Derby, it's assumed – that you're gonna tr- that you're gonna try to run for the triple crown, all right? Well, Rich Strike, his owner and his <laughs> trainers have made a decision as to whether he's going to try to go the distance for the triple crown, and we'll have that decision for you. Plus, break down some more uh, baseball news from Conference USA and how the University of Memphis has decided that it, in conjunction with the city of Memphis, is going to make some significant upgrades in their athletic facilities that is still to come when the eagle hour continues after this timeout Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. And in horse racing terms, down the stretch we come. This uh, Thursday edition of the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg. Kelly Sander with Will the Thrill. Tony, he's on the uh, switchboard over there uh, pushing the radio buttons and working the phones. Derek Gwynn, D-Rock from uh, Mississippi Sports Magazine, also with us on the program today. Congratulations to Dave Lee of Hattiesburg. He was the sixth caller. Y'all are still calling. Not We, no, we no, have a winner. <laughs> yeah, We're not giving any more tickets away this episode. T- tune in t- tomorrow. Right. We might have two sets to give away. We'll, we'll give away some more tickets tomorrow. But Dave Lee has won them for today. So congratulations, Dave. Come by, and we'll have those in an envelope 
waiting for you. Rich Strike, we mentioned the, the horse. And look, this is Southern Miss show, so we're not going to dwell on it. But Rich Strike's owners and trainers have said he is not going to go in the Preakness. Reason? Uh, in a couple of weeks. Just said that he's not going to be ready. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and they're not going to put the horse in danger. It's a distance they're uncomfortable with. Uh, that the triple crown. Here's what well, they said: the triple crown, and all of the money that it can bring, is not as important as their horse's health. Huh? I love that answer. All right. That's that a good answer. Could be BS. Yeah. But that's but that's the answer. I I, I like good that. Answer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. horses are athletes. Whether you want to admit that or not, you know, mm-hmm. they're athletes. Okay. A lot of so money. Rich Strike is not going to run in the Preakness, so there will not be a Triple Crown winner this year. Meanwhile, D Rock story breaking out of Memphis that uh, yep. they're getting ready to ante up t- for some Liberty Bowl improvements. Two hundred million. Ooh. It's a lot. Well, they take a check. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Who's writing it? Are you yeah, writing no, it? No, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> Kelly's writing that check. 200 would be a stretch for me, not 200 million. Right. I don't know. I guess the city and um, I guess the conference. And, and the city owns the, the Liberty Bowl. They do. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about Miss Memorial as well. You know, the city owns that as well. So. Right. But, you know, I do want to make a point um, about Southern Miss and the scoring and the hitting. One thing that we really haven't talked about is the Southern Miss pitching. And, and that's been outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all year. I mean, they have hit a few bumps, but they've always gotten out of it. So every game that Southern Miss has lost, they've been in it or had a chance to win. There's not been a game where they just got flat out beaten. I Even at Dallas Baptist. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think anybody is is all that concerned about the pitching staff no. at this point. But is this a legitimate slump or is this just a bump in the road? And that remains to be seen. All right, as we head to the home stretch now, guys, we're buy. Let's buy or sell. Some Conference USA baseball teams headed down the stretch with the end of the regular season week after next. Okay? So let's start. Now, these are teams that you're either buying or selling that could, that could make a dent in the conference tournament if, if they get here. We're leaving Southern Miss and UTSA out of this discussion because okay. we'll know more about those particular teams' fates after this weekend. D-Rock, we'll start with you, and we'll start with Middle Tennessee, who the Eagles have yet to play. You buying gonna, or selling? I'm going to sell Middle Tennessee. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Do you have any particular reason why? Well, I think that I, I do not know who they're playing this weekend, which I should have looked at that. Um, and then they're going to come up on, you know, we go there. Um, I don't know. I think they're just going to run out of gas. And they are much tougher at home. Yeah. You know, and a conference tournament here obviously is not in Murfreesboro. Will the Thrill, you going to run the board with uh, selling? I'm selling. Okay. Yeah. You're selling Memphis, yeah. Uh, yeah. Middle Tennessee as well. All right. This will be interesting. Mm-hmm. ODU, Old Dominion. Will the Thrill, we'll start with you. Are you buying or selling ODU? I'm buying ODU. <laughs> okay. No question. Well, was there anything in particular about them that – Well, just look at them. I mean, they're perennially a powerhouse. Yeah. This year has really been no different for them. And so, yeah, you got you to buy ODU. D, a lot of people thought that that, that uh, RPI of theirs was a little suspect with a soft schedule early in the season. Well, and I agree. I mean, they didn't really play, you know, the schedule that Southern Miss has played. But who has? I will, I will tell you this: they can hit. They're one of the better hitting teams I've seen all year. Their pitching is supposed to be speculative, and everybody said that. Their coaches said that. They had a great weekend against Southern Miss, but I don't think ODU makes it to the championship game. I, I think they make a little bit of a run, but I don't think they make it. I think they're out. So you buying or selling? I'm selling. Oh wow. See, I thought you guys would run the board with a buy of ODU. I'm going to buy. I, I'm going to buy ODU. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people thought they were a little bit overrated, but they they, they showed me that they. Well, with them they, losing five nothing last night to William and Mary, just again they've got. Are they deep enough? 
Correct. Yeah. That's where okay. I'm going with that. Okay. So that's they fair. Get, fair so enough. They get, so, yeah, they might win the first, second game, but once mm-hmm. they get into that – or if they lose one and they got to play back-to-back to get out, I don't think they can. Okay, here's a team that's really intriguing, and I don't know how we're doing – oh, is that all we got left? Is yeah, we've got about a minute. All right, Charlotte. Buying or selling? I am buying Charlotte. They're the hottest team in the league right now. Buying. I'll buy. Okay. So we're all buying Charlotte. La Tech. I'm selling. Uh, I'm going to buy La Tech because we typically have problems with La Tech. Okay, so, um, I'll buy a lot of time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I think they're I think they're kind of fading out here at the end. And and finally, FAU. We've got the tie. Southern Miss has the tiebreaker with FAU. I'm selling FAU. I'm selling FAU. Sell. Okay. All right. There you go. So we'll see um, how these teams do down the stretch. But look, all these games that have played have been played up to now, yeah. and it's all coming down to the last two weeks of the season, and could very well come down to the last, last pitch yeah. of the last game of the season before the seedings are set in Conference USA and two crucial series for Southern Miss, one at home this weekend against UTSA, one next weekend against Middle Tennessee. Tomorrow on the program, Cliff Russom will be joining us, former Southern Miss pitcher. Uh, Luke Johnson will also rejoin us. Bob Getty continues to be on vacation and will rejoin us the middle part of next week. I want to thank Derek Gwynn for joining us. Will the Thrill, thanks for sitting in for Michael Mergens. Absolutely. And to Golden Eagle fans everywhere, thank you for making us part of your day. And until we talk to you tomorrow, Southern Miss to to the the top. top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.